we have a favor to ask of you guys. Before we start the cast, we have uh, we, we we are trying to get involved in the podcast awards. Nominations uh, have started. Nominations have begun. A bunch of you have already texted us and Facebooked us your uh, your little uh, your, your like your screenshots and stuff that you have nominated us, and we appreciate it. But we need more. We need more nominations. So if you would please go to podcastawards.com and uh, you can nominate. Uh, as many shows as you want for a show for each category, right? Yeah, one show per category. If you go to podcastawards.com and scroll down, you'll see fields to enter in the name of the podcast and the website for the podcast. Uh, we will we would be in TV and film, and obviously we would obviously be in People's Choice because it's the category of the best podcast in the universe, clearly. Um <laughs> Our giant size team up network guys would also appreciate a nomination. You yeah. can only do the nomination once. Uh, nominations close at or close on uh, the thirtieth of April. Put in breaking the panel for entertainment, panel by panel in society and cultural uh, from the hel- from the helicarrier blah, in games and hobbies, and obviously us in TV and film because we're way better than that DC on screen. Yeah, garbage. yeah. Marvel the- for life. Marvel for life. I mean, just think about it when you're making your decision in TV and film whether to choose Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast or DC on screen. Just think about who has the better content. Yeah. That's really all you need to know. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're covering, like, irrelevant shit over there. Right. Like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares about DC? No one. It's all about that Marvel. I, I think they're just trying to find something to talk about, you know? Yeah. It's real lazy podcasting. It's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> just kidding. We don't I'm, have to be this mean. <laughs> Like, we want the rivalry, but we don't have to be mean about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love those guys, but still, vote for us. Vote for us and not them, but yeah. we love them. <laughs> Just so, saying. <laughs> vote for Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast under TV and film. That would be awesome. And once you uh, once you entered the name and the website, you can enter your uh, your name and your email address and then hit submit, and you're done. Cool. Cool. So you, you have to actually physically write in the name yourself? Yes. Okay, I haven't done it yet. I should. How dare you? Because I got. My I mom to, has done it. I need to nominate those DC on screen folks. Hey, whoa! Oh, sorry, sorry. I felt like it was disingenuous to vote for myself. You can vote for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I've only done it once. I've got a few email addresses, but I've only done it <laughs> once. <laughs> so, any of you guys out there with multiple email addresses, uh, <laughs> feel free to only do it once because of integrity. <laughs> Um, but do it as many no, times as you can. You're thinking of the wrong podcast again. DC on screen, they're the ones with the integrity. <laughs> <laughs> you want to vote for Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. All right. As many times Let's as get possible. to the cast. Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have the hype train powering forward for Civil War. Uh, we've got posters and promos in the in the feed, and Civil War is looking to be on track to earn 175 million on opening weekend. That's insane. More, more talk about that later. Marvel and Netflix have found their showrunners for the Defenders miniseries upcoming. Uh, the Iron Fist series has added two important characters for their upcoming series that has started filming. And first images of Finn Jones as Danny Rand are surfacing online. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Plus, we'll be covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 17, entitled The Team. All that after this. 
Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. What's going on, Jeff Randall? Man, the hype train. The hype train is what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot. Civil War is so close. I I did end up going back and watching all those Jimmy Kimmel episodes. I knew you Uh, would. And I didn't know they were on Hulu. Who knew? Who knew Hulu? Who knew Hulu? Uh, well, they are, and I have Hulu, so I watched. Yeah, it was great. Just the, ran through all of it. Yeah, it was I awesome. should do that. I, th- I thought about it, but I was like, I don't know if they're on Hulu. They now are. That I know. They are, in fact. Get it, Hulu. I like it. <laughs> so, uh, what do we got? What do we got in the news this week? Man, Civil War is on track to get 175 million in its opening weekend. They're looking at possibly up to two hundred million in North America alone. That is setting sights high. What has done that high ever? Uh, it would be the fifth highest opening weekend ever, uh, behind Star Wars, which I think got two forty seven. Oh um, wow! Jurassic World, which got slightly less than that. Are we um, talking worldwide or uh, we're talking domestic opening weekends? Okay. Um, the Avengers, Marvel's The Avengers, was third. It got two oh seven. And uh, Avengers Age of Ultron was right after that, or uh, it was fourth. I don't remember what it opened with. I think it was somewhere it between. Was, it was just over 200, I, I believe. I, I don't know, man. If they start hitting us hard with Spider-Man trailers, like I know there is a trailer with Spider-Man in it, and I know they also, I don't want them to give away too much more Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man movies do well because kids love Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, he's the relatable one. Yeah. Like like uh, Kimmel and Robert Downey Jr. were talking about, as Spider-Man was the the funny kid, the the quippy one who you could really identify with as a you know as a youngster when you're reading the comics. So absolutely, like, people grew up with him, and then they've got that nostalgia for Spider-Man, and then also kids nowadays still like Spider-Man. So like it's just yeah. it's it's a good thing. I just think this has potential to be huge oh yeah especially if they hit the spider-man a little harder i don't feel like they've really most people don't know spider-man's in this movie yet you know um there are some people that that have mentioned like that spider-man is the best thing like james gunn we talked about a couple of weeks ago john favreau this week uh the director of iron man and iron man 2 uh, he was saying that you know Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, portrayal of of Tony Stark and Iron Man in this one is fantastic. It's a great sequence of the character. Like it made him really proud, as like somebody who's a, a filmmaker who was in the beginning, the creation of this universe. But he said that Spider Man made him smile the entire time he was on the screen. I've heard that uh, certain sequences in this movie from from various reviewers, they just say that like. There's like 18 minutes long sequence where you just won't stop smiling. Like <laughs> you're just like, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe this is all happening. <laughs> it's kind of how um, it feels about the whole thing, though. Yeah. Like yeah. I cannot believe that Civil War is two weeks away. It's one thing though to say, "Hey, this is a movie we've been waiting on. This is going to be an amazing feat of whatever." But it's another thing for them to pull it off, right? For the movie to be as good as the hype, and I don't know if they can pull it off. We'll see. I, I believe I'm based on all this. Based on what's coming out, it seems like it's pull, it's living up to the hype. I was a little bit sad when uh, when I discovered that Rotten Tomatoes had it scored at ninety six percent instead of hundred. <laughs> I saw that too, and um, I was like, "Oh no!" Oh, there's there's twenty four reviews. Yeah, so it's like two people. No, it was one person. One person. Right, it was right, one right. person gave a bad review, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go read that one. I want to know what they didn't like and what didn't they like." They nitpicked a lot. 
And I only got like halfway through it before I had to go back to my training course, and I just didn't care what they had to say. No, yeah, they're just being an asshole. They're they're doing that so you have to go read their art their article. They're like, <laughs> you should know my name. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to me. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt. That's that's how I feel about you, Mister Reviewer. Well, like, whoever you are, you know they always do that preface thing. It's like, oh, I love superhero movies, and I'll never say anything bad about any of them, but. Or like they'll they'll never say like the superhero genre is getting pretty stale, and then they're like, I thought that the Winter Soldier was like the best film ever, but and then they give all this crap about Civil War, and I'm just like, N- no, you're you're nitpicking about things that don't matter. Yeah, like, do you remember any of the specific complaints? Not at all. Okay, that's how much I didn't care what they were saying. Because right, right. I want to know what I want to know what they what type you of you type of complaints. It. I will. It's I, the I will. one negative review. I, th- I will do that. It's pretty that. easy to find. Yeah. Uh, we've got a ton of posters this week, though. Um, there are individual posters, especially from it released in China this week. Um, so, so awarded? Yeah. Damn. So there are, uh, there are a bunch of, of posters there. Um, you know, I mean, obviously they're in Asian languages as far as the text, but it's, <laughs> it's still individual characters are really cool to sure. see on their own poster. Um, IMAX released three new posters this week. That are uh, in a you know a promotional nature. It's really cool how they line them up too, because like I want to get all three. Because there's one that's blue. It's got Cap and Bucky and uh, Scarlet Witch on it, and then there's one that's gray background. Like they're all like really cool, um, simple design, like kind of kind of retro simple cool. design. But like the gray one is is. Um, Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow and Falcon and uh, believe Ant Man. No, Black Panther. No, Whoa. no, Ant Man. Anyway, uh, and then the red one is the Team Iron Man. Obviously, you got Iron Man, War Machine, and uh, Black Panther is over there. Like it just it makes sense that that is how the spectrum goes as far as like pro registration versus anti registration. Right, right. And it's just it's neat to see. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna probably want a poster from this movie. I want like all of them because uh, I'm already starting like uh, an IMAX collection in my in my cube at work. Oh yeah, people nice. are like, oh, I see you like Avengers. I'm like, you don't know, <laughs> you don't even. It know. is. Yeah, you, you don't know how much I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, sir. <laughs> I devote at least a few hours a week to it. <laughs> sometimes like, way more. Yeah, sometimes way more. <laughs> Coming up in September, there's gonna be way more. Yes. And I'm so Ooh. excited for it. Yeah. Speaking of later this year, that's a really good segue. Um, <laughs> Marvel and Netflix have found their showrunners for the Defender series. Guess who it is? Who you got? Who you got? They got Douglas Petrie and Marco Ramirez. Who are they, you might ask? Who are they, Jeff? They were the showrunners for Daredevil Season 2. I'm on board. Right? Like, yes. I'm, I'm on board. I'm for it. <laughs> I had a buddy write me today for the first time and just tell me he really didn't like season two of Daredevil. Like well, he's a liar. The first first person I've really heard be like, "Nah, no thanks." Lying sack. I saw some of his points, but uh, I still loved it. I <laughs> the, the Punisher stuff was so good, and this is what I told him: the Punisher stuff was so good that it just outweighed anything else you might not like. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially with him, like, not being gone. 
Right, right. Like him still being a possibility for this universe to come Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Especially as good a job as John Bernthal did. Uh, a friend of mine, my um, a friend of mine, my friend Scott uh, mentioned to me this week. He's like, "Have you seen Fury?" I have Fury. If you if you haven't seen, oh it. yeah, it's real good. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that movie that's got uh, Brad Pitt and the Punisher in it, right? <laughs> and he was like, what? I was like, it's got the Punisher, you know, he, with the tank, right? And he was like, oh yeah, what? Yeah, I'm like, he has no other character at this point. He has no name. He yeah. is the Punisher, and it's got Mister Transformers himself, Shia LaBeouf. That's what I hear. Real cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Actual cannibal style. Actual cannibal, my bad. Uh, if <laughs> anybody hasn't it. seen uh, Sh- Shia LaBeouf Live by Rob Cantor, <laughs> I'm sure I've mentioned it by now. Oh, yeah. It is amazing. Just, just don't, don't, you don't even need to know anything else. I don't even want, like, it's so good, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> um, look up Shia LaBeouf Live by Rob Cantor. Or just search Rob Cantor, and, and it comes up probably the first thing. That's fair. First video. It's really great. You know what else is going to make you really excited about the Defenders? Well, what's that? This next bit. Tell me about it. Drew Goddard Ooh. is going to be EP on the Defenders series. Nice. He was EP on... on the first season of Daredevil. The, well, he was EP on the first and second seasons of Daredevil. Oh, great. I didn't know. I knew, I knew he was involved. I didn't know he was EP. That's great. Yeah. So he's going to be... Coming on back for the Defenders miniseries. That's awesome. Which is I, really exciting. You know how much I love Drew Goddard, and so I, I am on board. I'm Absolutely. on board. Uh, also, Eka Darville, who, uh, who played Malcolm in the Jessica Jones series, is going to be showing up in the Defenders. Oh, fun. Yeah, so it's not just like we only see the heroes and they're fighting a thing. Like It's, it's the world that they live in. Like It's yeah. the city. Because that's, I mean, that's the the main appeal of these series. It's like it's the city with its like lowest level heroes trying to trying to save it. Yeah. Sometimes from itself. <laughs> anyway, um, I mentioned earlier we got two new people for uh, for the for the Iron Fist series, uh, Jessica Stroop and Tom Pelfrey, who I don't recognize them from anything at all. They're relatively unknown. Um, but they've been added in pretty important roles. They are going to be the Meacham siblings. I'm assuming the son and daughter of the Meacham that we discussed last week. Correct. Cool. Um, they were really good friends with Danny when he was younger, and they thought that he was gone forever. And then he came back, and things have changed. I really like a story about, I don't know, like people that have been estranged and they come back to their lives after a long time. I don't know. Arrow's that way. Yeah. I, I do like the story of Arrow, even though sometimes the fighting and acting, you really have to fight through to like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you got, you should be a good, at least, you're a superhero show. You should be good at at least one of those two things. But sometimes the choreography and the acting just both really are bad. I, I really have to fight through the early black canary stuff. Yes. Absolutely. It's still really, I'm like, I'm still in season two and it's so difficult. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, particularly, I think Laurel. Um, and, and we don't talk about the DC shows, but if you go talk, go listen to the DC on screen guys. Yeah. Laurel Lance on that show is atrocious acting. I don't, I don't think she's very good. She's doing better than I could do. So, so I can't like say she's, <laughs> I, I, I hate to talk bad out of people, but yeah. I don't think that, that, Something about her on that in that role does not work. 
Yeah. It just does not work. So anyway, um, they're going to be really important uh, if they follow anything from the comics. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I specifically Thank left you. out everything from the document that I was going to say about it <laughs> because I don't want you to be spoiled because they are so important. You can come on and do your own spoiler episode anytime. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um Speaking of the the triumphant return of the uh, the estranged son, first pictures of Finn Jones as Danny Rand have come up. I put a link there if you want to click on it and look at him if you haven't seen him yet. Um, he he's not in Iron Fist garb, but it looks like he's just getting back from like a grand journey where he went to like go be a hippie somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love his look when he's coming back because he looks just so happy. And and just so awed and overjoyed to be back in this great city. That's awesome. He's okay. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is seeing these pictures, but if you are, uh, he's skipping. <laughs> yep, yep. appears in these pictures, <laughs> which to me makes me super excited about this show more so than I was. Just because I, I don't know, it seemed a little more. Maybe I'm totally off base, but it seemed a little more mystical, which to me and denoted seriousness. Maybe with degree. Doctor Strange. But. Yeah, I think that's where I'm getting that. Yeah. It's because Doctor Strange can be so serious, and all the mystical stuff on Daredevil's been so serious. But this makes him look like a really fun, skippy, silly character. Uh, or at least like he'll have a levity to him. Part yeah. of what makes a superhero movie good, every superhero movie that I've ever known that's good, is they're a little excited about their own power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the... The possibility of it. Yeah. The the excitement of, hey, look what I can do. Right. Look what I can do. <laughs> and like you got to have a little bit of that childlikeness in the hero or it's kind of lame. And when you have heroes that just like have the weight of their power and it's all they ever know. I mean, even like Sp- Spider-Man, for instance, he has the weight of his power. Like that's a big part of the storyline. Yeah. He's got that great responsibility. Yeah. Great power <laughs> and great responsibility. He has both those weights on his shoulder. Um, but you still have scenes where he's like going woohoo and he's swinging through the city and he's excited. Yep. Look what I can do. Look what he's I can do. He's having fun. Yeah. And that, and this just looks like a fun, looks like he's having fun. Whatever he's doing in this scene looks like he's having fun. Yep. He's, I mean, he's a billionaire playboy philanthropist. He probably doesn't know how much of a billionaire he is. Cause like he comes back to the family wealth. Right. And it's just like, Oh, like, Oh, I guess I live this life now, but I'm going to do it better. Yeah, th- this is exciting. Very exciting. And like they've, uh, Jessica Stroop has said that she's already started filming with Danny. So, I mean, they're working hard on this series already. So right. I'm thinking, like, based on current time and how long it's been taking them to turn out a full series, we're going to probably get this one in our, in our early year, like March, April release area. Okay. That's uh, that's my supposition, and I'm I'm betting Nathaniel Muzzy will back me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know, Nathaniel. We trust you more than we trust ourselves. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, other than uh, than the new images of the Agents of Shield um, uh, episode for next week, like the set photos and whatnot, that's that's really all I got. I mean, we got a little bit of news feedback that other people have dropped. You want to talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. So Nathaniel Muzzy, here we go. He says, so this is completely random, but I saw it on Reddit and confirmed in this article that ABC ordered a put pilot for damage control. 
I wasn't really aware what a put pilot was, but apparently that means that the pilot will air on TV in some form, regardless of whether or not the series is picked up. So we will see damage control for sure, just no guarantee of when or for how long. That's awesome. Yeah, I read this. Uh, I read this article that he posted. It was really cool. Uh, there, we will see damage control. That's exciting. Yeah, at least an episode. Um, I, I I hate when I hear that they've made a pilot of something and then you never get to see it. Especially yeah, like, when you're so excited about. Oh well, it didn't get picked up. Like, well, still, I want to see. Yeah. Like, especially if it's something that's relevant to this massive world we're building. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know how you mi- how you didn't bring up this news anyway, but this is Nathaniel bringing some more it's news. It's a rumor. Oh, I thought it was official that he was cast. No, it's early talks. Uh, Nothing's been confirmed. Okay. And you told me to leave rumors out. Well, yeah. You said you unless, don't like rumors. I said unless there's something super to discuss about it, which I think this, in this case there are. Okay, that's fair. The, so the rumor is, and and it's it's kind of been confirmed, that Michael Keaton is in early talks with Marvel to play the villain role in Spider-Man, in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie. And... There's all kinds of, of, like, who could he play? Could he be the Vulture? Like, there's talk of him possibly being the Vulture, and that would be really funny because he was in Birdman. Birdman, yeah. And he just transfers right into that. Um, but Nathaniel says, so everyone's talking about Keaton playing Vulture, but I personally hope he isn't. Rather than him being the main villain, I'd like to see them set him up as Norman Osborn so we can get an awesome Green Goblin in a movie or two. He would be an awesome Green Goblin. He would be a spectacular Green Goblin. I'm I'm with Nathaniel on this. I think the Vulture is way too close to Birdman. Yeah, um, it's way too close. I just don't think they would do that. You know, it's like it's like that's the kind of cast. That's not the kind of casting Marvel does. Right. That's the kind of casting that like someone's sitting around and they're like, who would play a good Vulture? Who would play a good man that's also a bird? <laughs> oh, I've got it. Does bird-like qualities. That's like super weak thought process casting. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he will be Vulture, but um, I don't think so. I, I, th- I, th- I think if he's, if he's been cast or if he's going to be cast, I think Norman would be awesome. Because we've also talked a lot about how Norman Osborn plays a big role in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Not just in the Spider-Man comics, but, but it, overall. Overall. And how cool would it be to have Michael Keaton to be that presence? Oh, man. To me, I, you know, and this... this have him take on the Iron Patriot suit? Yeah. To, this, this is probably a little bit overstating it, but I, to me, Norman Osborn is a little bit like the Lex Luthor of the Marvel Universe. A little bit. A little bit. He he ties in. I mean, at one yeah. He leads government agencies. He's like, he's a, a villain that sometimes gets propelled into the public eye. He's a, you know, billionaire, blah blah blah, tech guy. To yeah. me, that's kind of the corol- a corollary there. Yeah. And to have him have have Michael Keaton, such a great actor, play that like role that could be ever present in the Marvel universe. He could show up in any of these movies. That'd be real cool. What if, like, we have, we have, like, a Norman Osborn using Norman Osborn tech to help defend Earth against the, in the Infinity Crisis, you know? Ooh. Oh, Which, which propel, might propel him Holy to, like... crap. To, like, what if he somehow gets, like, the final blow on Thanos and is just like, I saved the world from Thanos and uses that to propel himself to the head of the Avengers when and like we get the Dark Avengers series after Infinity War, that would be so yeah. crazy! Oh my God, that would be so crazy! What what if what if in phase in phase four uh, there was a lot of news this week too about phase three ending? Did you hear read all that about Kevin yeah, Feige? I mean, it it makes or sense. Kevin Feige interviews. Uh, he he talked about how 
phase one, two, and three is the end it's, of it's the kind of a, first saga. It's a trilogy of phases. It's so crazy. It's so, <laughs> who thinks that shit up? He does. That's so good. He said that there's going to be some some things that seem like they're kind of finalities in phase three, yeah. but that really easily lead into see, uh, uh, phase four to uh, kind of... Re- or not reset, but um, it's the flow of things. Like obviously, you have to pass the mantle to the next team, and you have to bring. You have to. He talks about how it has to come to a climax. Yeah, and you have to bring it down again. You have to deconstruct it. Deconstruct it, and uh, they're which, in the deconstruction phase what, right now. How interesting would it be if 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 you got a Dark Avengers type storyline and. You suddenly had a group of heroes taking on the Avengers, and the Avengers were the villain of the story. And you secret got like, Avengers, yeah. Oh. Cap in a secret Avengers. God, that would be so cool. Be real cool. Be real, real cool. Oh. And what if in Ragnarok, in order to save Asgard, Thor has to take Asgard from where it currently is and bring it to Broxton, Oklahoma, and sit it outside like they did in the comics before Siege. And then the Dark <laughs> Avengers could see that as a threat and then bring their team over and try to try to besiege Asgard and try to, to bring these guys under control. And the Secret Avengers come in to defend them, and you just get this massive battle sequence again. Yeah. Just like in my favorite comic. Yeah. that's I that, liked Siege so much. Spider-Man, a lot of people didn't like it, but I loved it. Spider-Man and all his characters being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe makes this thing so interesting. Yeah, it really Just does. So, it opens up so many possibilities um, because his rogues gallery is so big. Well, yeah, uh, like if you think about it, like it's a, it was a combination of things for uh, for the Dark Avengers because you got Norman Osborn, who is very obviously Spider-Man. Uh, the new Spider-Man, quote unquote, was Venom, who was trying to be good, was like kept under control by Norman Osborn. Uh, the new Hawkeye was Bullseye. Oh wow! So like you've got that combination from the from the Daredevil universe or the Daredevil like coming back. Man, what? A, yeah, <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. All right, that's awesome. Let's uh let's get on to some uh some of this feedback, I guess. All right. So uh, Brandon on uh, on Twitter says to us at MCU Cast, are either of you planning slash doing a marathon before Civil War drops? I, I probably will. <sighs> I'm thinking about trying to just if I start now and rewatch just the Cap movies. We actually talked about this, and I think we're going to do it. Oh yeah, um, yeah, just the movies that Cap is in. Just the movies that Cap is in, which means Cap One, uh, Avengers, Cap Two, Avengers, Avengers two. two, and then Cap Three is the one coming out. Uh, so what we're what we were talking about doing was actually re-releasing all of our casts. So if you get those in your feed next week. Uh, the week the week leading up to Civil War, just thought it'd be fun to do. Like, just go back. I'm probably going to listen to our cast to we remember should, uh, what I thought of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably do a, um, a a cast after like watching all of those. Uh, say, drop it like next week in preparation for just to talk about how Cap has grown and like what what is what we think is going to happen and how everything seems to be progressing. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do a. Um, it's kind of like a cap story so far. Maybe we'll do a what we are expecting from Civil War. It's kind of what we talk about every week, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for doing an extra extra sode next week if we can. In college, they call it a capstone project. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Too much. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. In answer to your question, Brandon, <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I wish this is one that I would actually go to. I don't know if they have them around here. I would go to the theater probably to see all of the cat movies. Yeah, that that marathon. Yeah, take um, breaks if I need to. Like, we need go to out see and, if there's a place that we can do that. Might trade my ticket in. Yeah, if they if they have it, I would do that. Yeah. It might. I don't know. Anyway, moving up. Uh, Brooke Canada says to us on Facebook uh, from, or she, yeah, she posted a picture uh, that was from the Jessica Jones Twitter account that said season two is coming soon. And it had a phone number on it. She said, has anyone called this number yet? And I was like, I, I thought I remembered seeing that, yeah, but yeah, I never they, called the number. They posted that really quickly after Jessica Jones did last year, I believe. I'm not sure if they, re, they must have reposted it or something and Brooke saw it. But, it was uh, probably just pinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, it's a... Uh, the, the the phone number is funny. It's just um, it, it's uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones saying, "Alias investigations. We take cases and shit." Leave uh, <laughs> a message. Something like that. Leave a message. <laughs> Beep. And I I thought about leaving a message. I was just like, "Oh God, what do I do?" I I did once, oh. and I just left a message, and it was Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. Don't play the hero with me, Jessica. Oh, so creepy. Yeah, it what was. is second season going to be about of that? What? What, what? can they do? IGH. Yeah, but I just can't imagine that being as interesting as Kilgrave. They've got a real problem on their hands with Jessica Jones. I love it. I'm excited about it. I'm hoping they'll do great. But kind of in the same vein, I mean, you know, you've got an amazing villain in the first season of Daredevil. But he's still around. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough that they're probably not going to have any Kilgrave in the second season of I mean, Jessica Jones. She did do that thing. Yep, she, she did some things. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Nathaniel Muzzy posted a uh, Clark Gregg performing <laughs> Britney Spears' toxic late lip sync battle. Have you guys seen this? Have you seen this? I, I saw... Uh, just the little bit about it. Um, they had a dub smash war. Yes, know, with, last year with Agent Carter. They were just like Snapchatting or something. Yeah, they, well, I don't even know what they were. They were doing. just going back and forth with this dub smash war, and now they're having an actual like a lip sync battle. It was all the Agents of Shield people, and then all the Agent Carter people doing like lip sync. For those of you who don't know dub smash, because uh, I don't, uh, they were just doing like very intricate. Uh, lip syncing of songs and uh there looks like they're going to do it on the actual lip sync battle and uh if you if you look it up clark Gregg on lip sync battle uh just be prepared i'd never needed to see him in those shorts <laughs> uh Haley atwell did one uh this week that was um it was the offspring Oh, is it already out? Is it already has the, the episode already air? I think I'm maybe have to look it that might up. be that it might be that it was promos, but I, I think it might have already come out. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. That's cool. Yeah, she did the Offspring, and it was uh, interesting. <laughs> I just ne- I really did ever never needed to see Clark Gregg's legs in that light. I'm fine with it. He looks beautiful, <laughs> but uh, but it was a little. Uh, well, it's very revealing. Very <laughs> revealing. I'm glad that he's just so okay with it. This is just the thing to do. Oh, he goes in. He goes all in. He is his his dance he does moves. Not shy away from anything. He's doing dance moves with the uh, the background dancers are doing these very 
intense hip filled dance moves. <laughs> you know, like kind of Britney Spears, that sort of like jock jam style dance moves, but with lots of hip. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, Clark Gregg goes for it. Nice. He goes for it. I like it. Okay, so we just took a break and watched both promos. Apparently, this lip sync battle airs on Thursday. So tomorrow, uh, as we're recording this tomorrow, uh, <laughs> and uh, I gotta say, it doesn't look very good for Haley Atwell. I mean, she's in her own clothing. Yeah, she looks like she's wearing her own clothing, and she's doing a fine job. But it looks like it looks like someone like faking karaoke, like she's wearing. Haley Atwell clothes and just she's singing with passion, but he he walks out there ready to do Britney Spears Toxic with like fifteen background dancers. That is that is some commitment. I yeah, am yeah yeah. <laughs> it was, it was I've never seen lip sync. I've never seen lip sync battles, so I don't know if there's like they do multiple rounds or something, is and that maybe setup? maybe that's the final round. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I probably will be watching that tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. It looks so silly. Oh. All right, well, that's about all the general feedback. Before we go into our spoiler section, we're going to be going to the spoiler section just in just a second. But first, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud, proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU, and that's where you can fi- uh, leave a voicemail, and we'll talk about it on the cast. If you want to help us out, go to podcastawards.com and nominate us for the upcoming podcast awards. Uh, 11th annual. 11th. That's uh, that's how many Marvel movies there are. So that, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a... Um, it's an omen. It's not true. At Wait, all. omen's the bad one, right? Generally, yeah, but that's not accurate. <laughs> I know, but no one was going to count. Come on, everybody counts. We were going to get away with this it. This is the kind of place where people count. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this guys. isn't DC on screen. <laughs> we're going to go into this. <laughs> so they're they're the ones. So in the in the in the pre the pre the pre podcast we said they were the ones without with with integrity and we were the ones without and now in the middle and of the podcast now we're accusing them of not being able, or not yeah, being able to count so they're count. they're dumb but full of integrity yeah like Superman right <laughs> all right we're gonna Precisely. go into the spoiler section now <laughs> we'll be spoiling episode seventeen oh, of Agents of Shield season three the team right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're going to go into the spoiler section right now, and we're going to crack it off with the synopsis for episode 17 of season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Team. Three, two, spoiler, spoiler, one. After the capture of the rest of the team by Hyvra, Lincoln and Daisy call in the Secret Warriors Four. They make quick work of the Hydra base and escape fairly unscathed, or so it seems. Gideon Malik, now in the custody of S.H.I.E.L.D., lets Coulson know that Hive has the power to infect inhumans and force them to serve him. This means one or all of Coulson's team may be infected. This bit of news quickly turns the team on itself because they have no way of telling who, if anyone, is infected by Hive. After Lincoln is singled out and imprisoned, it is revealed that Daisy was the infected one all along, and she rocks the base, while Fitz rocks Simmons' world. Will our heroes be buried alive? <laughs> At least Fitz and Simmons know how they will pass the time. <laughs> Again. Uh, so, 
Man, Fitz and Simmons getting it on. Bounce a bounce well. I mean, they just kissed a little, but you know. I mean, it was like a genuine, good, not dire situation kind no. of kiss. This she time. kissed him on the mouth. She kissed him on the mouth. We've been saying it for. We've been begging for two it. years now, right? <laughs> we've been kissing him on the mouth. We've been begging for it, like I do with girls in real life. <laughs> um, oh, Matt, please, girlfriend, kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> um, so yeah. Because she won't stop. No, no. I'm not going to say Crazy. It. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, what did you think of this episode? Man, this one, this show, you just, you can't pin it down anymore. Like, it will not be stopped. It just, it keeps, it keeps getting better. It keeps churning forward. It keeps I, making me go like, what are you? Who did you think what? was the, was the hive I knew it wasn't Lincoln. Slave. I knew it wasn't Lincoln. Like from the beginning, I knew it wasn't Lincoln. I Why? Don't know. I can't put my thumb on it. Right. But like, I, it just it seemed. He did seem a little genuine. He seemed himself. Yeah, like he seemed like he hadn't changed at all. Like they they made me kind of suspect Joey with how he was, um, how he was kind of weirded out by, uh, by killing the the one guy and just. But that was that was also part of the reasoning for me thinking that it wasn't him is because he killed that that um, freeze ray eye beam guy. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. The other inhuman who was still right. warm. Oh yeah, because Joey while. did Joey did kill him. He did kill him. So that's like. But then he looked all regretful. Like I don't know. Like might have been a mistake or something. I I thought it was gonna. I really thought it was gonna be no one. Oh yeah, I oh. thought that would have been a great twist, and I thought that's where it was going. Somebody's infected. Oh, Someone's infected. Who is it, it? Completely tore the team apart. Literally and nobody. nobody. The only thing that red we, The only reason we knew it was someone was because Hive said, "Now I have someone on the inside." Now I have someone on the inside. But who I thought that was was the uh, the 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 eye flashy guy. I thought he was gonna like wake up, and we were just gonna have to face off with him because. They they said he was still ninety eight point six degrees. He was still like basically. It seemed like he was still alive. I thought he was like going to reanimate. Yeah, some, him? something like that. And I was I thought that was going to be what was. I thought that's where it was going. But then Daisy, Daisy. Yeah, I did not expect Daisy. I thought. I mean, at some point in the episode, I did, but uh, not not throughout. She's the only one who fooled them all into going into that room. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it was because she wanted to get the orb well she wanted to get blame or or the the eye off of her they wanted or she so wanted them she to calm down escape, so that yeah. she could do her dastardly deeds and, oh, and gosh. get around she got the orb she got a bunch of terragenesis crystals which we like last week we were like i didn't know they had one of those and now yeah. we were like oh they've got like 30 yeah they've got a lot of terragen crystals which says to me that they're going to just go into a city and just start dropping them on people and be like, are you? Yeah. Yeah, you are. How about Fine, that? Let's, let's find those inhumans and, yeah. uh, and, and, and let's make them to turn them into high, turn them to hive. Yeah. That's uh that you don't want hive to have terrigen crystals. That's just not a good idea. Yeah. Cause he's just going to start turning people and making an army. Yeah. The more people that are turned, the more power he has. Yeah. That oh, he's just Terrigen bomb is what's happening. I yeah yeah you're right you're right. We we had the bomb a couple episodes ago. Holy crap! Yeah, this is they're actually going. They're for actually doing bomb. a Terrigen bomb. 
I cannot believe that I just we did another Mr. Hyde thing. Yeah, we just you just said we Terry's literally bomb, just did, and we just realized it. Oh gosh, yeah, the bomb was a couple episodes ago, wow. and now he has extracted from Shield all the Terrigen he needs to drop it. We we know what a little crate full of Terrigen did to the entire world's fish oil supply. Yeah, um, and this looks like another crate similar to that. And they're probably just going to explode it over a city. Just pick a city, and you'll have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it really is. And if, it's, if they're just going to detonate the crystals <clears throat> and let that fall, those crystals, as far as we remember, still had the bits of the, of the diviner um, flakes in them. Did they? Yeah, well, because when, well, they, when, they, dissolved we in the, when they dissolved in the water, all of that heavy metal fell. But these are the crystals bef- that didn't fall into the water. We don't know where these crystals came from, in fairness. and I didn't yeah. see metal in them. I, they looked well, like pure they, crystals. They didn't look like that before. They, they didn't did. look like there was metal they in them. They had little, uh, little like, veins of metal running through them. They were, they were just like... Because that's, that's the thing. The metal was like running through them. It was the same metal from the... Whatever they called it. Uh, gosh. The Diviner. The Diviner, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Obelisk. Yeah, I want to say obelisk, but that didn't sound right to me. No. Um, I was like, the obelisk was the big thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. The the, the diviner. No, that um, was the monolith. No, wait. <laughs> so many ifs. Too many ifs. Yeah. It was the diviner. The, the diviners. Okay. Anyway, um, so, I don't know. It, it looks like the crystals that they had on the, uh, on the carrier at the end of season two. And it, it, they probably just took them with them. They confiscated and took them with them. That's why I'm thinking, like, if they detonated on the carrier, them the, yeah, on the on the um, the carrier at the end of season two where they killed Jai Ying. You remember the crystal that she right. threw Those into are, the room with Dude Man and it exploded yeah. into a mist and killed him. Uh, okay, I do not. And that. And that those that's the one that's that's the ones that fell off the carrier though and ended up in the. But it wasn't washroom. all of them. It was some of them. Oh, okay, I thought that was all of them. Yeah. Well. Uh, apparently it wasn't all of them. That's what yeah. that's what I'm taking away from it is that that wasn't all of them. Yeah. We, um, where did Shield get all these Terrigen crystals? Man, that's I the don't question. know. Um, but if they are that, and they detonated over a city, you're going to have a bunch of dead, like ashy people, and then a bunch of Inhumans that are turned that are gone through Terragenesis. Yeah. So you're just going to have a wasteland of like dirt cocoons and ash people. Yeah, that'll be insane. That will be crazy. I don't, I don't know what they're going to go for, if they're going to try to make it a pure Terrigen bomb or if it's going to kill humans as well. <laughs> I could t- If it's Hive, I imagine he'd want to kill the humans. I don't know. He does like to eat them, I guess, for yeah. energy. I mean, he wants, he wants to Omnom on them. Yeah, he likes to turn them into gravy, if we remember. Ugh. That was so gross. Yucky. Gross. <laughs> well, like, uh, oh, God. It's so hard to say because, like, we've only got two episodes before Civil War, and they're supposed to be like a decent tie-in. Do we know that? Well, or we've just we've it, we've been speculating there'd be a good tie-in, but we based really don't on, know. Based on the interviews, it's ba- it's been said that the the tie-in is there, but they're already dealing with their own kind of civil war. It's an Inhumans war, is what they're calling it. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They might. I mean, they they have to have some kind of tie-in. This is going to be too big an event. Sure, but uh, the question is, are they going to do another stupid helicarrier <laughs> moment? I mean, at, at the time I was fine with it, but the more and more I look back at it, that was real lame tie-in. That really was. So I don't really want that again. I want. I want honestly, it would have been better in. if they had just like witnessed it on TV. Like, oh, that's a bad thing that's going on. 
Yeah, it really would have. It really would have been about like just as good. Yeah, it was. It, it it made for all these weird plot holes. Yeah, like who cares about Theta Protocol when it's just a helicarrier being parked in the garage? Yeah. the The question of what is Shield's organization is an interesting one because, I mean, in previous seasons we know Coulson has traveled the world and been setting up Shield bases and Shield, uh, making sure Shield assets were working in different countries and things. Yeah. Um. And we know that apparently Fury is still out there in the world, loosely connected to S.H.I.E.L.D. With and, a helicarrier. Yeah, he borrowed a helicarrier. Is that back in the garage, or does he still have it? Or I mean, if they had it, they would probably use it. They've been using Zephyr 1. Yeah. Or they might... They they probably replaced Zephyr 1, or replaced the bus with Zephyr 1. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. But so, Zephyr 1's huge. Zephyr's more like a helicarrier. Yeah. Goodness, I couldn't believe... It's uh, enough of a helicarrier on its own. What 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 do you think is going to happen next week? Do you think I don't think it was going to die in this earthquake, but it's definitely going to cause some problems. For I mean, our, we saw stuff falling, like we saw we saw big yeah. beams and 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 structural supports oh, falling. Yeah. That's real scary. <laughs> They're going to uh, completely avoid a tie-in by trapping our team underground for the next three weeks. <laughs> They're going to come out and be like. What happened? Civil what? <laughs> <laughs> Captain what? <laughs> like, Colson's just going to be really confused. Wait, that's not the Cap I know. He wouldn't do something like that. Yeah. Oh, I loved the line in this, uh, I've met gods. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice little tie-in to, like, I was literally standing next to Thor. Yeah. He talked about Bilgesnipe. <laughs> and I was confused. What? <laughs> and like he had to debrief him. So I mean, yeah, he's he's been next to him. And I love that he 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 says that uh, you know I've I've seen or I've been next to gods. They bleed. Oh yeah, that was that was real intense. That was a really powerful line coming from him. Like yeah, he may, he knows how human he is, but he also knows that they do have a weakness. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was good. That's good stuff. I really <laughs> liked all the Malik and Colson stuff in this episode. Yeah, it's it a shame cool that Malik had to die, though. I don't. It was a shame. Agreed, because I like the actor and everything. But um, and made having, for a really powerful story. Made for a powerful scene. You know how much power Hive has on Daisy if she's just crushing suckers' skulls with the vibrations. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Hmm. Oh, we mm. saw we saw him die two episodes ago, and did not know that it was going to be. Well, yeah, her he said that it was going to be. He said that it was going to be Hive. Like, yeah, he it, thought it was going to be Hive based on how it felt. Yeah, um, but it was. He he said then that he felt like his body was shaking apart and was being crushed. Well, it was Hive. It was. It's true. Valid point. <laughs> he was right. He was indeed. <laughs> um, and so we were also right last week when we talked about Guerra um, sounding like he was more part of Hive, yeah, than just a friend of Hive's. Yeah, and it's it's turning into a, a we because oh my god that was so creepy when Daisy was just like 
like we really care about you. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. Lincoln, Lincoln, no, no, no. Had the perfect line. I don't think I want to be any part of this. <laughs> When you said that, I laughed out loud. I was yeah, like, that's too. exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I don't think I want to be any part of this. Oh, how about we, all that? How about we see what everybody else is saying about this episode? All right. Uh, Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spoilers. Wow, there is no predicting this show. Daisy's heel turn was epic. I think this is exactly what we needed in order to like Lincoln. Now we have a story about him trying to get Daisy back with the help of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I feel for the guy. Sure, he's a little emotional and occasionally electrocutes a good guy or two, but so would you if you were trying to keep Daisy safe, am I right? Absolutely. I would electrocute anybody I needed to to keep Daisy safe. <laughs> anybody. I, I feel like Daisy can kind of handle herself. I don't know. Um, yeah, She but... doesn't need me. <laughs> well, clearly she does right now. She needs somebody. That's true. That's a, that's a valid point. I mean, yeah, I, I, I totally see his point. I think Lincoln's been a bit of a flat character till now. I like him. He's fine, but he's never, like, stood out. But I think this really gives him something to do. Yeah, they've been giving him a little bit more depth here and there. Just, you know, a little bit For more, sure. a little bit more, a little bit more. Like, he's got the drinking problem. He's got the anger issues. Like, Oh, man, when yeah, she used that against him. Oh, that was so mean. In an argument. Oh, that was so mean. I, I understand his reaction to that. Like, you're going to use that against me? Like, I told you that in yeah, confidence, that and crazy. we're working on it. Like, that was crazy, crazy. Anyway, so let's move on to the next one. Brian Bilsma says to us on Facebook, spoilers for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 17. So this last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode was really good. I had suspicions that Daisy was the one who was infected since I saw promo pictures for next week's episode with her and Hive together. Uh, didn't see Daisy being the one who kills Malik, though. That was crazy. Granted, it's not really her, but still. After this episode, my girlfriend and I had a long discussion about who is going to be in that Quinjet we've seen in the Visions of the Future. I think it's a little obvious that Hive is trying to create a Terrigen bomb, since we've seen the bomb a few episodes ago, and Daisy collected all of the crystals. Uh, he said, I think it's a little obvious that Hive is trying to create a Terrigen bomb, since we've seen the bomb a few episodes ago, and Daisy collected all of the crystals. It's got to be a Terrigen bomb on that Quinjet that explodes. I feel like I uh, could make a case for just about everyone in S.H.I.E.L.D. to be on that Quinjet. Do you think Marvel has the balls for Coulson to be the one on the Quinjet? He has a reason to be there. He feels guilty about basically being the reason that Hive is on Earth, causing all these problems, and might sacrifice himself and pass S.H.I.E.L.D. on to somebody new. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it's interesting to talk about. Ooh, let me let me throw a thought at you. All right. Uh, if 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 what he's saying is true, if we get a crew member up there and that is the Terrigen bomb exploding, that would like, go across the Earth. Yeah, how crazy would that be? But like he's going so high that it's going to spread at least over you know a quarter of the Earth or whatever, right? Yeah. So he goes up high going for that Ultron effect. What if like, who, as much as I can get? This would be the kind of moment I would love. Uh, say May is up there, or. Or Coulson or whoever, and this Terrigen bomb goes off, and instead of dying, they cocoon up. They yes, that's oh, oh that would be so cool. <laughs> It'd be real, real fun. Uh, like they they just like crash land to Earth like a meteor in a cocoon, or or whatever happens to them in through Terrigenesis causes them to be able to survive the the fall to Earth or whatever. Just a thought, but I think it'd be badass. So on one of the synopses in the later episodes, like they what they always mention is like, this something we should talk about right now or should we wait till uh spoiler maybe. section? Maybe. Yeah, let's not talk about it now. Well, it's 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 cast listing. 
Yeah, let's not talk about it now because it sounds like you're using it to. Uh, I'm going to justify a theory later. Yeah. Okay. We can. We can. We'll have a. We'll have a little spoiler thing. Uh, Be on the lookout for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, next up, he says. I'll or he continues as saying. I also thought, what if it was Lash on the Quinjet? What if after he turns for good, he can still keep emotions and such from Andrew? Maybe he kills Hive, and to keep the balance, he sacrifices himself because he did what he was supposed to. Now onto what I think would be the coolest arc for the whole series. Warning, this is super rampant speculation time. <laughs> what if Ward was on the Quinjet? Let me explain. We've heard that Hive can raise the dead, right? What if for some reason Hive needs to leave Grant Ward's bodies, but since he basically healed Ward's body, he essentially brought him back to life? And what if Ward can retain the memory of Hive and remembers what his whole plan was, and that changes his whole view of Hydra? So <clears throat> he somehow goes back to S.H.I.E.L.D., and somehow everyone trusts him, and he feels that the only way to repay S.H.I.E.L.D. for everything he did to them was to sacrifice himself to save the planet. It would be the best arc for Ward, going from Tightwad Agent to Hydra Spy to Rogue Hydra Leader to Hive Ward, and back to where we all first saw him as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. I, uh, I think that would redeem him pretty much for all the suffering he has caused everyone on this show. P.S. Matt still patiently waiting for the Rocky Three episode of Pursuit of the Trivial. Oh, gosh, calling me out. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we've kind of uh, fallen off of Pursue the Trivial, but uh, we do have that recorded, and uh, it was unfortunately such a bad connection that it's going to be a really hard edit, and so I kind of let it fall uh, to the wayside. But thank you for letting me know you're looking for it. I will try to get that out. Sorry. That sounds more like a thank you for letting me know you are listening. Yeah, it really is. Um, <laughs> it really is. So I will, uh, I'll see what I can do get that that edited this week um so that's a lot to, a lot to think about for sure for sure i think that ward if they raise ward from the dead ward has been on this series since the beginning yeah i th i think that if they somehow raise him from the dead like if hive leaves his body and he remains alive i think i don't think he's dying not not yet anyway what if he cocoons up yeah. Oh man, that would be. God. He just and he. Well, I don't think he can. Right? It has to be a human, or can it be an inhuman that he infects? Uh, he said we cannot feast on our own. Yeah, he didn't say whether he could be in one of his own. Right. Well, he's in the others, though. True. Like he's he was in he's in Guerra he was in or is still in in um, in a different way though he's like his main for his main self is inhabiting Ward yeah so I don't know I don't think his like essence is inhabiting those others it's just like a branch it's like a branch of tendrils well, it seems like around his, their brains World uh, Ward was also dead so maybe with a live host, oh that's right he can't take over they have to be they have to be dead they have to be they dead, have to be dead to take over. which is why uh Colson says in this episode mine was the sin that uh brought this devil on us or whatever yeah oh that was so good so it's good really powerful dialogue there between those two Colson has a good reason to be up there but yeah i i personally think that if if i i, I would love to see a good ward arc that can bring him back around but i don't think you can do it in like six episodes Five. There's five episodes left, I believe, and I don't think you can do that. I think there's 22 this season, um, and I don't think you could bring Ward back around, even if he comes out of it. Um, I think that if you're going to do, I think if you're going to do some sort of Ward redemption arc, 
you you take, be a season you take thing. your time yeah. yeah maybe maybe multiple seasons and i do think war will probably survive the season because that guy just will not die <laughs> he just will <laughs> he not did, die though. he died he did die well you did he did he he did he came, just came right on back though he his body came back just at the control of somebody else yeah <laughs> sorry drake thompson says to us on facebook uh agents of shield i definitely didn't see the mole being daisy guess that means there will be a cure since i doubt they'll kill her off i've been wrong before though Gideon's death was great it dawned on me that that's the same way sky tried killing her mom of course, her mom was killing her, too, so, you know. Fitz, shut up! By the time the quake started, you should have been too busy to notice. <laughs> I personally loved the way that Fitz did that. Where he was just like, I've got something spectacular right here. Oh, yeah. A picture of the space. Oh, it's so good. It's, you know, it's one of my prized possessions. He's like, look how smooth I am, and look how I don't even care. Drops the mic. Um... <laughs> I loved it. It was real good. Uh, this makes me think about something. What? What if it's Fitz? For the first time, we're going to have Daisy slash Sky on the same team as Hive slash Ward, um, those actors, uh, which I think is interesting. First time in a while. Yeah. Given that uh, we know that Hive has the memories of his past hosts. Mm-hmm. And we also know that like he was obsessed with Sky slash Daisy. Did you notice in this episode how he didn't call her Daisy? He called her Sky. Oh, did he? He did. Oh, that's great. I did notice that now that you mentioned it. I remember hearing Sky and I was like, weird. Oh well. That totally makes sense. Cause this weird hive mind has ward somewhere in there and he is seeing her as Sky, the one he loves, his obsession. Oh, man. And now next episode, I have a feeling they're going to be side by side. It's going to be this weird, gross, sick sort of We need to watch arm. the promo for next week. Oh, yeah, we do. We'll do that. We'll do that before <laughs> we finish up tonight. Um, yeah. Because I saw a still from it, and I was like, no. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, mm. and yeah, I agree with you, Dre. Gideon's death was awesome. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't remember her trying to kill her mom that way. Do you remember that? Yeah, her mom was draining her, and she was vibrating her mom apart. Oh, that's crazy. And that's when Dad came up and just snapped her neck. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. God, that was a crazy scene. That was a crazy season. I liked the storyline between her mommy and daddy issues really <laughs> have, have really fun roots. So I liked it a lot. Yeah. Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spoilers, I thought this episode was great, despite someone spoiling the Daisy thing for me. The Secret Warriors! I almost wish this had been a two to three episode arc with a couple more action scenes. I feel all the team members are unique, and the group dynamic is really great, though we haven't seen a lot of them. I really love that each has their own strengths and faults as characters, and each adds something unique to the team. It feels like the old X-Men comics, which I love. We just need to see them play baseball at the end of the season. <laughs> Fitzsimmons! Finally! Exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daisy- but we need a good ship name for them. Like, like you know, you combine their names like people do. Fitzsimmons. Let's call them Fitzsimmons. He literally just did that, and they did that I in know, the first episode. I'm just, that's the joke. The show. That's the joke. I don't get it. Read on. Okay. 
Daisy being infected. I guess if Hive has Ward's memories, who else could it have been? He's still crushing after three seasons, wink emoticon. Ah, totally. You called that too, Nathaniel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we maybe should read the feedback before we talk. Nah. <laughs> nah, it adds to the flavor. Yeah, I guess it does. I guess it does. It makes us seem a little silly. <laughs> Either that or it makes our fans seem amazingly intelligent. Yeah. Because we are... Yeah, yeah, because they're as smart as us. I don't yeah. think that makes them seem amazing. No, nah, man, we're hive mind on this. Yeah, we're all a hive mind. That's how we're going. <laughs> I uh, I agree with him. I think in a three a three episode arc with the Secret Warriors, I know we're going to get more of them later. Or oh, we have to probably in a different format because these these four don't seem to be very very happy with each other at the moment. They'll come back together. They will. I, I think they will. The thing I didn't like particularly about this episode with uh, with the Secret Warriors. I didn't think they used their powers very inventively. How so? In previous incarnations, in previous episodes, I felt like they have. Um, they kind of just did what they've all done in the past. Oh, and and one thing Lincoln did with electricity, I don't know that it would have been possible. He like, oh yeah, he made like he a, was like telekinesis style. Yeah, he made like a electricity lasso and pulled the guy. Yeah. That was a little weird. He did a little, come here, could get over here. Uh, a little scorpion style electricity. That was weird. Yeah. Um, but Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo and Joey both have really cool and interesting powers to me. I thought they really worked well together. Well, they did, but they only really did one thing. They like walked into a room it's and a hallway. Sh- a yeah. hallway. Joey made the bullets melt, which we've seen before. And then Yo-Yo took yeah. off, what? knocked all the men out which we've seen before. But there was a there was a difference to it. Like when Joey did it this time instead of it being like an oh no, it like he had complete control of, over it. He was completely oh, I agree uh, with that. confident in the way that he did it. It made it seem so much more powerful. I agree with that. I thought it was the confidence was real cool and them going in there and just doing their thing. Uh, I said it in the synopsis like they with just made quick work of that hydra base. Yeah. But I like when people use their powers in interesting ways. Especially when you have a team, one of the most fun things is like having them use their powers together. Yeah, um, we've even seen it a little bit in the Civil War trailer, uh, where like Cap's Cap uses um, Scarlet Witch to lift him and throw him into the building. Uses oh, her yeah, telekinetic powers. Yeah, yeah it's great. I love that kind of stuff where they, hey, we've been practicing this move we can do or something, yeah. uh, and this felt a little more just like we're all using our powers the way we have used them in the past. It wasn't horrible or anything. It just could have been cooler. I, I could see that. Um, there's, I don't know. It's, it seems like their powers with just the four of them wouldn't really jive all that well as far as like working together. Cause like melting metal and vibration and super speed and electricity. Like maybe if Joey were to melt the metal to where it touched everybody and then Lincoln electrifies that, yeah, and gets everybody at once. Like that's a great, that right there, you just had a better thought than anything they used in this episode. <laughs> and I mean, I, I just like, they didn't think, I don't, I, and you don't have to, it's not like necessity, but I really enjoy when you're putting it together, a super team, team powers, make them use the, their, well, powers as a team this is their first outing as a team they agreed. haven't trained together and agreed that. but that that's still part of the writing you know like yeah they could have had a couple episodes where they were training together or whatever and then had a cool moment where or at least you know lincoln and uh we need a, a long one where each one of them does something neat and they like, have that like group shot like in the avengers where yo, they're leaping man that would be that would be badass that would be so cool <laughs> 
can't wait for this show to do that. <laughs> They've had so many good oneers in the show, though. Like with, they have. with Daisy, that one with Daisy was one of the best. As I said at the time, one of the best fight sequences I've ever seen on TV. It was great. Yes, it was. It was really killer. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Nathaniel Muzzy says to us on Facebook, "Agents of Shield rampant speculation." How cool would it be if they brought in Creel to fight Hive's inhuman army? Or better yet, build a team of non-inhuman powered people like Creel, Hyde, Deathlock, etc. Ooh. We haven't seen Deathlock in a while. We haven't seen Hyde in a while. That's true. Well, I mean... About the same amount of time. End of the second season. Yeah, both of them were in the end of the second season, but yeah. not after. Uh, so, yeah, that would be badass. That would be neat. I like that a lot. Uh, we have a bad... We have a big bad that is... You know, can control inhumans. What? Who do we call? Not inhuman. Not people. inhuman people that can do it. So call Captain America. <laughs> I think the first thing we should do is call the Avengers. <laughs> that was a really good line. That was a really good line. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I keep mentioning. I mean, maybe I'll add that to my uh, to my big watch that I'm gonna do. If I rewatch all the Captain America movies, maybe I'll add Ant-Man to that since he's going to be a part of Civil War. <laughs> I've heard he's really great in Civil War, too. Yeah, I, I heard that he's like, like Spidey steals the show and Ant-Man tries to steal it back. That's awesome. I just like, Or it comes real close to stealing it back. Three characters in this movie that are... I mean, we haven't seen this, this, this universe of Spider-Man yet, but generally Spider-Man's really funny. Yeah. He should be. Yeah. Should be funny. Yeah. Then you got Tony Stark... Uh, he's supposed is, to be really dark in this one, though. Agreed, but he's still Tony Stark. We saw in the promos, he calls him Underoos. Yeah, Underoos! And then you've got Paul Rudd's Ant-Man. Yeah. you got three really funny characters, and that just adds so much levity to this movie, even as serious as it seems like it's going to be. Yep. That's exciting. You know, uh, in some of the promo materials I've seen, one of, the th- one of the funniest things that I keep seeing is the vision in, like, normal clothes. Because he's all like, he's oh, all right. painted yeah, up purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And then he's in like a sweater vest. Yeah, it's super funny. Like, <laughs> he looks like a uh, what? Like a a shrink or something. <laughs> it does look great. Um, let's see. Next up, Dre Thompson says to us on Facebook: some wild speculation for Agents of Shield. This will be unpopular. I think it could be May who dies in space. I have no idea how she'll get there, but they've been giving her the trip treatment in terms of limited screen time. Also, assuming Lash dies by the finale, there may not be anything more to explore with the character. Not that I want this to happen, but like Biggie said, somebody's got to die. <laughs> like Biggie said. Um, that's true. I, I, someone has to explo- be in the explosion. I don't know that they have to die. Yes. Someone has to be present. I mean, we saw the shield patch on an arm. Could be a mannequin. What if it's an sure. LMD? There was no skin. We just saw no skin. Oh, what if it's Koenig? Oh, what if it's one of the Koenigs? That would be the worst. It's like that'd be it'd be kind of nonsensical, and it would just be out of nowhere. Hey, we're gonna kill one of you guys. I mean, they already did that. And oh well, sure. Turn, turn, one. turn. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. Turn, yeah, it was turn, turn, turn. Hmm. All right. So Mark Margo said to us on Facebook. This is a long one. Adams, you cast. Uh, my conjecture is that the Kree orb seen in this last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode uh, is, in fact, the Time Stone. If the name of the Kree orb starts with either an H or an N, then that would fit the, uh, the Thanos acronym for the MCU Infinity Stones. Uh, in these last two episodes, 
there are many references to the inability to change the future, and if we can only change the past with the Time Stone, they can do just that. My wild speculation is, Daisy gives Fitzsimmons the Kree artifact for analysis. Fitz finds a way to harness the Time Stone's ability to travel back in time, but in order to do that safely, they have to be off Earth. Daisy and Yo-Yo take a retrofitted for time travel and space Quinjet to execute the mission. The mission is to prevent Coulson from killing Ward and prevent Hive from leaving Maveth. However, sometime during the mission, it is revealed that Yo-Yo was hive-spored slash controlled, and a struggle between her and Daisy ensues. Uh, Daisy subdues Yo-Yo, however, she has lost control of the Quinjet, which is re-entering the Earth's atmosphere, a.k.a. the vision Daisy saw. Uh, Daisy opens the orb and travels back in time before the Quinjet is ultimately consumed. Uh, Daisy convinces Coulson not to kill Ward thereby saving Earth from Hive, and Ward gets to live on into Season 4, though I wouldn't appreciate that. If this turns out to be true, then a lifetime supply of no prizes are in order. You will receive a lifetime supply of no prizes if all of that goes down like that But way. it can't. Why do you think it can't? None of that is right. Nothing that he said was disproven this week. Well, except for Daisy. Daisy was Of course, that could be just all of that except... The Daisy and Yo-Yo could be swapped. It's a it's 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 a fun theory. Um, I think this is you. I think you may have written this to us before the episode, though. So that's that, that was right. that was after last week's episode. Yes, yes. So, um, but we didn't get it until now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, oh yeah, it, it looks like we're in the the feedback section that uh, that came after we recorded last week. Yes, yes. This is stuff that came in after a recording. So yeah, uh, it was just two two of them, but still thought it was an interesting theory. So yeah, cool. It's uh, it's definitely interesting. But the uh, the thing about the time stone uh, idea is that uh, Feige and uh, other people who are you know big in the MCU have said that <clears throat> they've hinted at Doctor Strange having the time stone in the eye. The Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, they've hinted at it. I don't know if it's true, though. Well, he's, they've said that it can control, or it can play with time. And uh, in a... So excited about that In movie. a featurette, I cannot remember where, where it was, uh, which one it was, but it was... Um, somebody, somebody was saying that uh, the, the fate of the other two Infinity Stones will be found in Doctor Strange and in Thor Ragnarok. Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Man, those are both soon. Both very soon. A year apart. Yep. So a year and a half we'll have all of the all of the stones account will be accounted for. Yep. Crazy. Um yeah, I, I do think it, it it's a, it's it's far fetched that the time stone will be used on Agents of Shield. It is far fetched. Yeah. I like it. Mostly because I like time travel. The thing I don't like about this theory, I don't really like resetting the timeline just for purposes of making none of this season happen. Yeah. That's never real fun for kind me. Kind of invalidates most of your writing. Yeah. You watch an entire season and then nothing in that like, season ever happened. Oh, <laughs> okay. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. Kind of that hero's thing. Yeah. Where you're like, where, why did you even talk about that? If you're just going to not make yeah, it true. Never, none of that's ever, yeah, it's never good. There's a lot of Star Trek episodes that have that problem where they just keep, they go through a bunch of stuff and then they just reset it all. <laughs> it's never good. Never good. Yeah. Uh, last thing on the list, it looks like uh, Sherman Smith says to us on Facebook, 
Agents of Shield latest episode. I'm guessing that was last episode. Yeah, Damn, last May kicked him in the nether regions. A la cuisine, bitch. <laughs> I don't know where a la cuisine, bitch. Uh, Is that from him being Iron Chef? Yeah, that's what he said before Funny. every um, every competition of Iron Chef. Gotcha. He always said <laughs> a la cuisine. And they ran off to cook. A la cuisine, bitch. Yep. That's real funny. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, when she kicked him in, in the nards, I was <laughs> I was like, ow, ow. I like I know I, I always feel like it's it's dirty pool. Even though like it's I know you're fighting for your life here. Like do what you gotta do. Like it hurts to see somebody normally like in a in a movie where it's just normal people. Yeah. It it hurts. To see them get kicked like that, but then like this is May kicking somebody. Yeah, that's gotta hurt just so much more. What do you think of the idea of May being the one to die this season? She's not gonna die. You don't think so? Nah, they wouldn't let it happen. Not her. She might. <laughs> I really don't want it to happen. <laughs> I just wanted to be so confident you about were, it. You were so confident. I thought you might have a uh, have a strong reason. But I, no, <laughs> no, I don't have any reason at all. Um, mm. Other than just I like her too much and I don't want her to. I, I, they've been doing so much with her and, and Andrew. Yeah. I do just, think, it, I do think we're going to get Lash back to fight Hive. We're getting a Hawkeye story is what we're getting throughout this season with her. Hawkeye and Age of Ultron. Uh, Okay. I don't understand why it's like they're related. Here's why he's interesting. Here's why you should care about him. Oh, right, he right, has right. a family. We're going to take him away from you. Yeah. But that doesn't always happen. Yeah. I <laughs> so, mean, <laughs> exhibit A, Hawkeye. Exhibit A. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I think that's about all in that episode. Uh, anything else you want to say about that episode there, Jeff? Um, I like the Fitzsimmons relationship. You know what? I, I do. I want to talk about I like – max relationship i like how he is crushing on yo-yo and like learn spanish to be able to talk to her and she learned english yeah. to be able to talk to him that was real cute i was, was so real cute. real cute when she was practicing english at the beginning before she got on the bus yeah and then it turns out that's who she's practicing it for yeah i knew i knew that she was probably wanting to talk to him but then like when she saw him and she said it to him like she just yeah. was like wait a minute i remember what to say here and then she said it. I was like, oh. It was so adorable. It was so adorable. And um, and then you feel so bad when he's like, yo, yo. And she's like, my name is Elena. Yeah. It felt so just. He's lost He's lost his. Uh, no longer has that. Uh, those yo-yo. I don't know. Yo-yo status. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say here. You've lost the right to call me that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to watch the promo for next week and then we're going to discuss ad nauseum with spoilers uh and by ad nauseum i mean we'll probably just geek out for about 40 seconds then we'll let you guys go uh but uh hold on <laughs> hold on one moment we're gonna watch this week's this coming week's promo if you don't want to be spoiled we'll talk to you next week all right well if this uh, promo is to be believed someone will die i mean that's what they said Last week, when she got the vision. And someone did die. Was it last week? <laughs> yeah. So, well, she said it, but that's in, that's in the character. When, it, when, the, when the promo guy says that, you know, he's to be believed. <laughs> he's the omniscient voice. Yeah. 
Somebody on the team is not who they say they are. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> so they're standing in front of a city. Mm-hmm. A city. Yeah. And they have a bomb. Uh-huh. And they have crystals. Uh-huh. They're in a field all by themselves. It's not looking good for that city. It's not looking good for that city at all. (laughs) Um, I find it so creepy that Ward is hugging on Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that she's just accepting that is really weird. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really, really weird. She's been taken over or something. Mm. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I like. I liked it. I'm excited about this this coming coming week. Uh, we uh, we saw in the promo that um, the the redheaded Inhuman comes back. The one yeah. that's um, multi multiplicity girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That movie. The Splitter. Yeah, she splits in multiple into multiples of herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that. She's back. It showed a uh, Daisy um, strangling fits. Yeah, in some way. With her with her quake with, powers? With her vibration powers. Ooh. Man, when she's walking out of the base this week, just crushing, crashing down the entire base, that was insane. It's like she could be a very powerful villain. Yeah. We don't want that. We don't. Mm. It's scary to think about. So next week looks awesome. Uh, I don't know. It. The, when the promo, not much happens. Like that instant action, it showed like people talking and standing and looking around. That always makes me think the episode's going to be one of those, like, we're going to set up the pieces for next episode. <laughs> well, it did say over the next four episodes. Yeah, exactly. It didn't even say, <laughs> At the beginning, next week, say, this is going to have, is like, over the next four episodes. Like, <laughs> Bas- oh, the next month. It should have just said, I see. it should have just said, next week, we bide time till Civil War happens. Right. <laughs> we tread a little more water. <laughs> Nah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. So much good character stuff is happening. And normally I don't like it when a character is mind-controlled because it takes away them being that character. Yep. But apparently she isn't fully gone because she cares about Fitz still Yeah. in in, in this trailer. I don't um, want anything bad to happen to you. Mm, I just want to bury you. Right. In, in, bury you in a, in a, in a love castle. Um. No, I think... I think that was Simmons that wants to do that with Fitz. Yeah, but, you know. That's a euphemism for sex. Yeah. You're calling her vagina a love castle? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> All right. I think you called it that, but I just, I went along with it. I'm an accessory. <laughs> I, th- I think, if anything, I'm the accessory here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well... I'm excited. Next week we'll be back with more. Um, I did have that rampant speculation. Yep, you did. All right, we're going to do another, yet another spoiler alert because Jeff has some rampant speculation, but it's based on casting news, which I don't even like Not hearing even myself. So I, 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 I encourage all of you to stop listening now. Go wow, ahead. that is really Go ahead, rude. Jeff. Spoiler alert in three, two, one. You're Go like, ahead. Matt's the worst person ever. Go ahead, Jeff. Ruin my day. Go for it. <laughs> in uh in the synopsis for future episodes, I think this one was the May 3rd episode, um, there is, you know, they always have the listing of, like, who's in the episode. Like, 
who um like it's you know star yeah. or starring blah 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 and right then they get down to like who the bartender is <laughs> but generally they have a tendency to leave out the people who are not in the episode um in future episodes though adriana paliki and nick blood come back cool or at least are shown their names are shown again cool um so my thought is there it might be that bobby goes into space Ooh, and with Terrigen Bomb. And then gets Terrigen Bomb. And gets Terrigen. Because there was that talk of them Ooh, baby girl. thinking about uh, thinking about wanting to take the fish oil. Yeah, and, and she we know never that did. she never has. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Good Raven speculation. Yeah. Um, I still, yeah, I would love for her to become an inhuman just because it would emasculate Hunter even more. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to talk to you next week. We'll be back with more with Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast next week. Until next time, true believers. Um. We are nothing if not hardworking. Then we are nothing. <laughs>